That's how it works. Welcome to Eat, Drink, Smoke. How everybody doing? Tony Katz, uh, the podcast where we eat the fine food, we drink uh, the fine drinks, and then, of course, we smoke uh, the fine cigars. Uh, that is exactly how it works here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis. Uh, joined by Fingers Malloy, radio host, WAAM Radio, Wham! 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 Radio uh, in, uh, in Michigan, and April D. Gregory, a social media maven. Uh, we start with what we eat, because that's kind of like what we do. And it was the most awful, horrible, terrible story in all of America. All of America, when it was learned that America has voted Taco Bell the best Mexican restaurant in America. Can we give them a... Can we... No. No. So I have not eaten Taco Bell. I don't know about you guys. I mean, you get drunk, Fingers, way more than I do. You get very drunk way more than I do. I have not had Taco Bell. April Gregory never gets drunk. You're adorable. Um, I have not had Taco Bell maybe in, in 30 years. I love maybe Taco Bell. Maybe not in 30 years. I love Taco Bell. Now, here's the, the thing, though. When I go into a Taco Bell, right? my part of the agreement, the way I look at it, is I'm getting food. I'm not getting Mexican food. Oh, just food in it's general. It's just food. Right. You know, maybe Mexican-themed, but when you have nacho fries, I don't know if that's Mexican-themed, Tony. All right. Well, I, I don't know what a nacho fry is. We didn't get nacho we didn't fries, get so nacho we have. Fries? No, no. It's like no. all the rage right now. No, what, I, I, I don't yeah, even know they, they had nacho. I, they were open, and the place was somewhat clean. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. Hot damn, that's great. So oh. I, have, I have here um, a series of things. Uh, here, you, April, sack you... Sack tacos. I have Sacco Tacos, which, by the way, um, is also my Tinder name. Oh, I thought you were going to um, say they opened up for Los Lobos uh, in 87. <laughs> nice. So I've got... Five-layer? Th- that's a five-layer uh, bean thing. So we've got some of the Doritos oh, things. We've got some stackers, which are breakfast things. Oh. Um, Burritos. This Thank is just you. like an extra crunchy thing oh, that came God, with something. This is, huge. this is the XXL Stuffed Steak Burrito. Is, is what this one is. 850 calories, uh, by the way, if, if you get it. That's, that's, that's what you're going to do right there. Yeah, so we have, <laughs> let, let, me, let me tell you what we Whoa. have, everybody. Is me, this a Crunchwrap no, Supreme? No, no, those are the stacker. Wait, that might be a Crunchwrap <laughs> Supreme. Oh, my God. We have three of the steak and egg stackers, which are a breakfast thing. This is we a Crunchwrap Supreme. We have two of the, um, of the burritos here, uh, which are the stuffed... The steak stuffed XXL grilled stuffed burrito, 870 calories, right here. That'll start off your day. Right? That's what you've got. Um, We've got a cheesy bean and rice burrito. That's 430 calories. You're not even wasting time, April. Mm. (laughs) Holy crap. You went right to that burrito. Look at you. And and what else do we have? We have we have some some other stuff. So here, grab something. I want to try the Doritos thing first. (laughs) I need the um the everyone talks about the like the cool ranch Dorito kind of we kind of that? thing. I need the Cool oh, Ranch yeah, Dorito the thing. Loco okay. Taco. Yeah, that's it. So, right. so yeah. that's what I'm starting with, the Doritos Loco Taco, because everyone says, "Oh, this is, this is the this flavor." This must be the breakfast thing. You really this haven't had where... Taco Bell in 30 years? 30 years. No shot. That's all you. Okay. Awesome. No chance. So, this so is excited. it. So listen, um, if if I die, uh, someone's <gasps> going to take over the radio show. I mean, I that's what, that's what's going to happen. Doritos, the general manager of Blend wants it. Can't have it. Here, to your health, fingers one. Hmm. Okay. I haven't had Taco Bell in years either. I used um, to eat it all the time in my 20s when I was could stay, still stay skinny. I can't do that anymore. Um, so, so what do you have? So this is a Cool Ranch Dorito, which makes up the shell. Mm-hmm. And it's just a taco inside. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, was my idea. What? Taco Bell ripped me off. Except this is what I used to do in college, which <laughs> was three years ago. Uh... I would get a handful of Cool Ranch Doritos, and I would make nachos with the Cool Ranch Doritos. Right. They just made taco shells um, out of Cool Ranch. The shells don't stick together very no, well. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, listen, it's not evil. Right? I would never say that it's evil at all, but it doesn't do anything for me. All right, that was a taco one. You wouldn't, based on um, that, you would not vote it the greatest Mexican in America. Well, no, no. Right now, this is, that is such a ridiculous story to begin with. Can we talk about how embarrassing that is for America? How embarrassing it is that America could think that Taco Bell is Mexican food? Well, do we know who the now, uh, by the way, I'll tell you. Were? The guy who took care of me, DJ, uh, 
unbelievably great service, really nice, really pleasant. That was terrific. This isn't Mexican food. What the hell are we all talking about well, here? Look, if you're in the heartland of America. Oh, stop with your face. In Indi- in we, we live in Indianapolis. We don't know Mexican food. Stop. Don't embarrass yourself. I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself then. If you are in a town that only has a population of 5,000 people and there are no other Mexican restaurants other than Taco Bell, the, no. the, the sample no. size is kind of small. Wouldn't you no, say? those those little towns have all the little Mexican restaurants in them. They do? All yeah. of them? Yeah. With the white cheese. Listen, With I remember, the white cheese? I remember watching Hoosiers, and when the basketball team was driving behind the bus, there were no uh, Mexican restaurants. With the white cheese? <laughs> yes. Wait a second. Hoosiers does not make a data set. <laughs> you can't say, I watched Hoosiers, and therefore I understand None. the demographics of a nation. That's not how it works. There were no Mexican <laughs> restaurants in Hickory. I'm just telling you. All right, so... What do you give so, me that look So for? the poll... No, by the way, if you never went through the numbers, the poll is the Harris poll. They surveyed 77,000 Americans. And they deemed that a Taco Bell is the best Mexican restaurant in the country, beating out Chipotle, which I understand because Chipotle will just kill you. Chipotle is going to give you no, E. coli. Chipotle is or better whatever. than Taco Bell. Dude, uh, how I'm many diseases? The they can't do anything right at Chipotle. It's a mess, and Qdoba is way better than Chipotle. Who's kidding who? And Moe's Southwest Grill, which I am not a, a, a fan no. of. Here's what I didn't know. Taco Bell is Chinese-owned. Really? I had no idea. Well, it's owned by, like, Pizza Hut and all that. So that's, wasn't that PepsiCo? Like, isn't yeah, that Yum sure. Brands? You know what I mean? And yeah, the Yum Center down in, in Louisville, Kentucky. and The Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and a Taco Bell. It's a song. I walked into a bar. Well, I, it makes sense, though, because when I have Taco Bell, three hours later, I want to have Taco Bell again. But the thing is, I, I fault. All right. You know, there are polls. There's always these battles between who, what is the number one beer in America. And it's always Bud Light. Or, or Miller Lite. At, at least that's available everywhere. At least vote for Sun King. What's I, wrong with the America? I fault America much more for voting for beers like Bud Light or Miller Lite as the, the best beer in America more than Taco Bell as being the best Mexican food restaurant in America. So what would well, be here's the issue. Here, here is the, 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 the bigger issue, if, if, if I may. Um, it's that we've lost the concept of what is food. We've lost the very idea of what makes food, of how it's supposed to work. And that's what's so terrible. If if you can say that 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 Taco Bell is considered Mexican restaurant, don't people know aren't they in on the on the scam? Right? They know it's just a, a thing you do. They know it's not real Mexican food. Then again, I've had real Mexican food and it was bloody well awful. Me, uh, like in Mexico? My, my wife, no, 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 we were in D.C. We live in Washington, D.C. There's plenty, there's plenty, plenty of places to eat in, in D.C. And it was billed as authentic as opposed to Tex-Mex. And I love Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex is different than Mexican food, but it is delicious. And the, the meal that was authentic to Mexico was the worst meal I've ever had in my life, bar none. It was an awful, terrible, I consider myself a guy who knows a little something about food. Right? So I knew that wasn't for me. But it didn't make me say, because that meal was awful, that somehow Taco Bell is now Mexican food. I still know the difference. Can we talk about how you did not get any hot sauce? Yeah, I didn't get any hot sauce. What's the, what's the problem? That's the problem. Well, you go back to what you were saying earlier about how Americans... If you have to put hot sauce on it, then you're saying it's not the best Mexican food. Wait, you don't put hot sauce on... on Mexican food at a real Mexican restaurant? It's like salsa. Oh, I don't put hot sauce on anything. Oh, I know. I'm no. I don't, I'm no fan. Oh, I'm breakfast. No fan. That's the breakfast one. Yeah. So but, wait, which one's that one? Where do I try that? Uh, that was the here. the steak, steak and egg, egg but stacker. I, I would like Never to know statistically this. how many meals, percentage wise, per capita, per, per American, are are actually combo meals. What do you mean? Like with the, with the fries and with the drink? I mean, all the meals you eat, you know, home versus going to a restaurant, if, if 20% of your meals come in some sort of form of combo meal form, you're probably an unhealthy person. You will, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt whatsoever. I mean, the truth is that food... Uh, wait, but the, you're, you're making the calculation. 
as I eat the egg stacker, which isn't bad. They do make a good breakfast. The egg one isn't bad. Fast food for Taco Bell. The burrito, the double step burrito, All right, seven, is terrible. Five layer burrito. That, that's painful. But if the calculation is people don't even care what food is anymore. No. That's, but what, what the lie there is, is that look at all the people who call themselves foodie. Look at all the shows that do well when we talk about food. The, the late Anthony Bourdain or, or the entire Food Network lineup, Chopped. I mean, people watch Guy Fieri, right? They, they, they watch all of these things. They're Iron Chef fans. They're, they're all this stuff. So we have a whole porn fascination for, for food, except when it comes to eating food, we don't actually give it in. I, got, I, don't, I don't know how to square that circle. I don't know how to do that, fingers. I mean, a lot of people, here's my thing. Food is stuff God made. God didn't make this tortilla. It's like human made. What the hell is wrong with you? Are you drunk? But you can still eat this. Are you high right now? No. So 85% it's... of Italian food at a fine Italian restaurant is not considered God-made food, in your opinion? Right. God provided us with the vegetables and the fruit that we're supposed to eat. Everything else is our creation. So... So is penicillin. So that's what I'm saying what is, you... why are you differentiating? This is food just as much as anything else if there is no other standard. Because it's not good. But we're, we're chowing it down as if our lives depended on it. Then maybe we have a problem. We do have a problem. <laughs> but the, the point was about this poll that 77,000 Americans, and of them, they determined Taco Bell was the best Mexican restaurant. What were the other options? Well, I don't know, but that's, and that's the other part. Maybe they just didn't know. Maybe they, they didn't know their local place. It was something they remembered, so they put it. Well, Hard, you right? can't put, Only like, proving that branding is everything. You can't put 4,000 different local places because then they're not going to... Taco Bell is like the most common denominator that everybody has around them. Can we agree that Taco Bell is not a Mexican restaurant? Yes. yes. Okay. Then we're good. <laughs> then we're going to be okay, America. No problem because to it. Because our show clarified. <laughs> we got to get to the drink uh, part of, of what we're doing, and then we're going to get to the smoke part of, of what we're doing. And, oh, the freaking curtains. Right? The, the freaking curtains. curtains is the most... Of all the insane stories, you don't even have to be, like, political at all. To understand this story, this story is crazy. Eat, drink, smoke. Up next. Eat, drink, smoke. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tony Katz, good to be with you. Uh, that right there, Fingers Malloy, Wham Radio. Uh, there in Michigan. That's April D. Gregory. Find her on the Twitter box at April D. Gregory. Social media maven. Uh, so we've been reviewing uh, in the Eat, Drink, Smoke the Taco Bell food. I have reviewed their, their egg stacker. I've reviewed some of their uh, uh, stuffed steak burrito thing, which is not okay. I tried the Dorito Loco Taco, which was nonsense. That thing is ridiculous. I don't even know why that's a thing. That was terrible, ter uh, April. I mean, the shell's good. It was terrible. As terrible? The, as the oh. pieces flake off, the shell is oh. good. If you're hungry and someone hands you that, you won't eat it? Oh, I guess if you're hungry and someone hands you, you'll do anything. On. 3 a.m. and apparently yeah. 10 a.m. It's on. Yeah, 2 so a.m. So did, I, we, did I try everything? Yes. Literally so. Um, well, you know, here's the, the three cheese and bean burrito. Or is that what you like? I no? have one. All right. So now we, we move on because we have to drink with this as well. We got margaritas because, of course, we did. Because when you're eating fine Mexican food like Taco Bell, which was ranked the best Mexican restaurant in America, you go to uh, the margaritas. So first, cheers, everybody. Uh, good to see you. Good to have you. This is real Mexican. Th this? Yeah. Margaritas. Hi. Margaritas. Yes. As opposed to Taco Bell. Yes. I was totally fake. I like top shelf tequila with a loco taco from mm. yes. Taco Bell. So this is um, the uh, this this margarita is made um, with uh, Casa Pacific Blanco, 100% agave uh, tequila, uh, 80 proof um, uh, it is agave uh, in, in the highlands made in the traditional method, then triple uh, distilled is, is what this is uh, right here. It is not, I think, what other people would call the highest end uh, of tequilas. I think that, that everybody's got their own little idea of what's supposed to be good tequila, what's important tequila. It's usually, you know, Patron this or that or what have you. 
I'm not good enough to know. Like this I is know way better than Patron. I know my margaritas. Yeah? I do not like Patron. Is there anything you'd like to tell this us now about a problem you're having? No. You know your margaritas. I have a margarita problem and a champagne problem. Oh, and a champagne problem. I've seen both of those <laughs> happen. Uh, I'm going to try the bean and cheese. Uh, did you get it salted or unsalted there? Uh, I got it unsalted. It's good for Duncan, by <laughs> the way. Duncan? No. Did you dunk? No, I didn't dunk, did you my, dunk, taco taco a, dunk my taco bell into it. Oh, my God. I will do that right now. Ruin, that would ruin the margarita. No, Are you going to do it? You going to yeah. do it? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Oh, we're going to dunking. Oh, right my there. God. Now there's going to be bits yeah. in your margarita. There you go. It's considered good luck in Latvia. Mm. Not Mexico. Yeah. All right. All right. Is it better now? It is. <laughs> it's so much better. If, if they had margarita dunk tacos at Taco Bell, then Taco Bell would probably be the best restaurant, Mexican restaurant in America. Well, there are some Taco Bells that serve booze. Are there? Yeah. A few. Oh, that's smart. A few. Well, and then that's it, why Taco Bell wins, though. Chipotle yeah, has margaritas. And you can get married at a Taco Bell in Vegas. Well, it's Vegas. You can do anything in Vegas. My God, it's a But is it legal or is it, does it stay Debauchery there? and sin and just, I love it. <laughs> love it to death. Um, Nikki Haley is the ambassador to the United Nations, former governor of South Carolina. This story is so absolutely insane. You know when people scream like, like fake news? Like yeah. this is it. Like, like, this is the one that makes people say, okay, maybe the New York Times has got a problem. Maybe the, the, this whole press lying to America is totally legit. This is the story. The story came out that the ambassador, she lives in New York. The, the United Nations is in New York. She lives in New York. It kind of makes, makes sense. I mean, where else is she going to live? She lives in an apartment that they rent, which I think is weird, but never mind, $58,000 a month. Now... That's our, that's our tax dollars. 58000 a month. And I think you could say that, but it's in New York. So it's a studio. She entertains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got a one-bedroom. Really nice Shares room. a bathroom. Um, other neighbors are pretty cool. They leave hair in the drain. It's gross. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> We're trying to eat. <laughs> she entertains and does the, 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 the whole thing, and right? And you're meeting with people. So, okay, that's the place. Now, if people are upset with the $58,000 a month rent, my suggestion is we leave the United Nations, we turn the whole thing into a, like a world-class condo in Dave and Buster's, and let them have their meetings at the new UN location in Syria. Yes. I think it's going to be great when, the, when other ambassadors show up to Syria to meet to talk about the issues of the Shit world. Shit will get done. Then. You know? Maybe they'll realize that life was pretty good. Uh, so that's not the story, though. The story was was that the New York Times wrote a, a piece, and the piece was Nikki Haley's view of New York is priceless. Her curtains, $52,701. There are $52,000 curtains that are going up in her place. Now, I don't care what you say about the curtains. Maybe it's for security, a whole bunch of, uh, of other things. $52,000, some damn pricey curtains. I think you can say that. I think we can have that conversation. That would be, you know, fine. People started saying, oh, sure, Nikki Haley, uh, an elitist, spending $52,000 of our money. And people like David Hogg, the Parkland survivor who has made a name for himself by being the Parkland survivor, and also believing that he's better than everybody else, and really, I think, being nasty to his parents. I, I don't, am I the only one who thinks that he's like, the way he has spoken about his parents and the way he talks about people who are older is, it, it's, it's just flat out nasty as, as all get out. Like a, an entitled little brat. It's nasty. It's totally. Nasty. Um, Disrespectful. He says that, you know, you should resign. America says you should resign. And Congressman Ted Lieu uh, from California, who never met a Republican he didn't want to send to a re-education place. <laughs> um, I mean, he's just so angry. He's so angry. Um, uh, thinks there should be oversight uh, from the State Department into Nikki Haley's spending. The story is a lie from beginning to end because Nikki Haley didn't buy the curtains. The Obama administration ordered oh. the curtains, and now they were going in. First, we should talk about how bullcrap government is that it takes two years to get some curtains done. Right? <laughs> I can go to blinds to go, 45 minutes. I'm totally sad. I can find an old woman at Joanne's Fabrics. Two hours later, boom, I got curtains that go on for days. But the New York Times knew it was a lie. They knew it was a lie. They knew they were, they were lying. And 
and they did it anyway. They, they did it anyway. And this is the story. Like, this is the story of, of and there, I think there's like a lot of examples. I think there are a lot of really good examples. But this is the story that no matter what you think of, of the press, you can't deny that this is a bullcrap lie of a story meant to attack Nikki Haley, meant to attack the Trump administration, whether you like him or not, don't care. That's all it's built for. It has no other purpose. She is an effective politician on the right. They, the left, the, the mainstream media has attacked her for some time. Go back to the campaign where they, they were throwing uh, rumors out there that she was having oh, an affair that? with Trump. Oh, I forgot about it. And from the book, from the Michael Wolf nonsense book. Right. Apparently, she was sleeping with Trump to get curtains. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> but no, there, there are a couple of things about this story that are disturbing me. One, obviously, uh, you know, New York Times is clearly, <laughs> they're feeding into the whole fake news narrative that the, the Trump administration is trying to lay out. And they're making it very easy for them to do so. The, the other thing, though, that is striking about the story, forget the, the whole political smear that they were going for. It shows once again that bureaucrats really run our government. Because if you would have sat Nikki Haley down, and she's a busy woman, but you say, hey, uh, Nick, I, I call her Nick. Uh, oh, do you? Yeah. Nick, huh. uh, we're going to spend $52,000 on curtains for your new uh, apartment. What do you think she would say? I think she'd say, why? Exactly. Right? But, Maybe but, she's the ambassador. And therefore, you need a certain sense of security, mm -hmm. and you need... They, they're bulletproof, or they, they don't allow RFID, or, or I don't know, they engage some sonic No, there were, we were given the reason at the bottom of the article. The, they interviewed, they asked the person from the Obama administration who oversaw this, and he said, she's a busy woman. She only has a part-time maid. She's got to be able to close the blinds quickly, so that's why they're motorized. That was exactly what he said. Listen, who has the time to close curtains nowadays? <laughs> You, that was busy the argument. Person. She's busy. You you nailed you nailed it on the head. Wait, the argument was was she was so busy she wouldn't have time to close the curtains. Yeah, that's actually posted on your Facebook page. That exact quote. I missed that. I missed that completely. Yeah, they quoted the Obama official who. Well, now it's done. Now we're into the full insanity. <laughs> um, I tell you right now that you bring up some good things about uh, Trump and, and, and the politics and, and the hate and everything else. But you also said, and, I, and this is the part that I can't get my head around, if everybody wants it to be that Trump is just crazy, that everyone's out to get him, and that the press is lying and fake news, if you wanted to prove you weren't fake news, why would you triple down on a fake news story? Why would you? I mean, it's insane. Why would you triple down? And that's what they did. I don't understand where that happened. Oh, yeah, I got, I got something, something on myself. your shirt. I totally, I totally dropped <laughs> some guac on myself uh, right there. Yep, that doesn't happen in the fine Mexican restaurants, but it does with Taco Bell. Like, why would you do it? This is the part that blows my mind. So uh, is the New York Times real, is so angry at Trump that they're, that they're stupid? They're, I mean, they're stupid? They're out of touch. And anything that they can do to try to score some cheap political points on, on this administration, they're going to do it. And... Uh, it, it to me, uh, and there are other places picked it up. Them the Hill more. Pick it up too? Doesn't doesn't it hurt them more than than a, than, a, than a cheap political point? Like, does, isn't this more uh, problematic to them than than helpful? It is, and you would think with the way Trump calls them out almost every single day via Twitter that they would step up their game to prove that they're not fake news, and they would actually start doing some real journalism so that they he can't keep saying that, and they can back themselves up. Right. I, I, I if if the point is is that the New York Times would want to give itself some cover from Trump saying this so they can paint him as crazy, you would never run the story. And by the way, what does the story help anything? Like, what is the news value of this story? Because if we're going to discuss overspending in government, I think there are some people you can talk about. Tom Price, who was the former uh, Health and Human Services Secretary, who I he's a disappointment. He really disappointed taking the flights when he shouldn't be. There was the whole Ben Carson thing with the dinette set in the office. Who has a freaking dinette His set? His curtains were $30,000. That was included in the... <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, remember His the office. dinette set, the furniture? Right, right. Like, who needs a dinette set in, the, in their office? Well, and where, does the, where do these stories appear uh, in the New York Times? I remember, I wish I had the story in front of me, but I don't. Uh, there was a story a few years back about Nancy Pelosi's liquor bill that almost uh, approached six figures. 
And this never hit the, the way this Nikki Haley... And that and that's my point. If you want to go through the stories, I really don't mind. Like, I don't care if you call it Republicans for overspending. Screw them. It's tax money. You're spending it like it's your money and to hell with you. Really, to hell with you. I don't... Who cares about these people? If you're more interested in, like, the R after their name, it's crazy. But let's do all the stories. Democrats don't overspend? Right. Democrats don't waste money? Good Lord. I mean, that's just... That's, that's where the ugly is. And then the ugly part of the story is that it wasn't even Nikki Haley, man. It's crazy. And I don't, I expect people to work in their best interest, even if I disagree with it, but I expect them to be smart. And the New York Times is not smart. I mean, this, this is the same group of people that hire Sarah Jiang. I mean, a virulent uh, uh, bigot, uh, hates white people, says so a million times over, and they're like, this is a good addition to our editorial board. They're nuts. And now this, I mean... This old gray lady is, is dead. They don't even know it yet. It's the kind of stuff you would expect from Think Progress or Vox, not the New York Times. Yeah, it's one of those other But it, those served, other it served their purpose because even late into the night, people was, were still sharing the article about Nikki Haley's curtains. Yeah, and then but they... But the, the, the correction never hit... It didn't even hit one-fourth of the people that saw the actual original right. article, which, and that which, was their intent. They don't care. Which proves the smear. Like, that's, it's all, that's, that's the purpose. It was to smear. I mean, that's the New York Times. And there's another uh, story out uh, about Jim Carrey. Um, and I, I talk about a guy who I am pretty sure needs help. Yes. Serious, serious help. And I'm not even talking about his politics. I'm talking about that new show on Showtime. That thing is freaking <laughs> trash. That's coming up. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz. How you doing? Uh, Twitter, Tony Katz. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. And Facebook, Eat, Drink, Smoke is where you find uh, podcasts and, and everything else. Uh, joined by Fingers Malloy of Wham Radio in Michigan. Uh, April D. Gregory, social media maven. Uh, Fingers Malloy on Twitter. <coughs> Ooh, got a little cough right there. A little choked Need up. Need a lozenge? April D. Gregory. Yes, yes. If you have a Werther's original. <laughs> a Ricola. That'd be great. Uh, uh, April D. Gregory on Twitter as well. Now, we're getting into the cigar portion, right? So we eat the fine food. We reviewed Taco Bell today. You're welcome. It's because I love you. Fine food, um, you said. Then we drink the, the fine drink, and we had the uh, Casa Pacific Blanco Margarita made with Grand Marnier and orange juice. Um, basically, a diabetic's delight is what we had right there. Um, and, and I'm not a margarita guy. So you have to tell me, April D. Gregory, whether or not this is a good margarita. It is very good. It's easily... One of the best, if not the best, margaritas I've ever had. Easily. Really? Yes. You're not saying that I've just because Chad is here. I've had a lot of margaritas the in my The general life. manager of Blend, where we do the show, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Houston, Nashville, Pittsburgh, BlendBarCigar.com. Uh, he's here. He's lighting up our, our cigars for us uh, today. So this is the smoke <coughs> portion. This is the... Oh, wow. You're right there, April? This is in Denver. Good Lord. Yeah. You're not supposed to inhale. That's not the way it works. I was trying to light it. All right. A little too this, hard. This is uh, the very rare Davidoff Puro Doro. You can walk around that way. It's, that, that's cool right there. Uh, Davidoff is one of the original joyous names of cigars, a name that makes you say, okay, that's a smoke. And, and uh, there was a while there, um, I would say late 90s, and someone could disagree with me on this, late 90s, early 2000s, where it kind of wasn't the name it was. The Roaring Back has been amazing and impressive and stunning and all these things. So Chad, um, who runs things here in Indianapolis, brought out for us uh, the Puro de Oro. Now, um, Davidoff plays in that uh, Dominican world. Me, I'm usually an Esteli guy. I like Nicaragua. Uh, I like a little less spice uh, to my cigar. I want more earth. I want more leather. I want more um, almost creams uh, to, to, to come off the cigar. But this, because of what we're doing, and the margarita, and the, and the, um, uh, the, the Taco Bell. And I, I, can't, I cannot name for you a good Mexican cigar. Like, I, I don't know one. I've never had one. But there are, there are cigars from other places that are doing good, good, good work. I think Honduras is coming along brilliantly when we talk about Honduran cigars and, and things like that, and, and tobacco that comes from there. This is all Dominican. So that's why it's called the Puro de Oro, or Pure Gold. So it is, originates in the Dominican Republic. It is a Dominican Yamasa wrapper. Um, it's a Dominican Republic filler and binder. This is a full-strength cigar. Now, depending on who you are and depending on how you smoke, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, this is also a 6-inch by 56. 
Do I have that right? Quite a bit. No, look at that. It's not. It's this is this is not a cigar for the faint of heart. This is a big cigar. First, it fits big in the mouth, right? So the 56 refers to the ring gauge, right? So how how fat oh, it is around? Centimeters. Right. Millimeters. Millimeters. Okay. Centimeters would be a whole different. That thing, <laughs> right there, right? Um, yeah, that, that would be like a Bob Marley kind of cigar. Um, Are we going to do so, this next week? But the bigger you get, it, to me, it gets uncomfortable. There are people who smoke 64s, basically, you know, that it, it's just a giant, and it's, it's just too dang much. Um, this is probably as large as I would ever go, as large as I would ever go, and it is a six-inch cigar. Hold, hold on a second. Fingers, say something nice. Well, the one thing that I noticed about this is you, you mentioned the spice to it. Uh, I'm not a margarita guy. I, I like bourbon. This plays really well with the sweet taste that you get from the margarita. I, f- I feel like it, it's, a, it's a good pairing. Oh, I'm just getting into it right now. I have not had the Puridoro yet. I do smoke some Davidoffs um, uh, for sure, but, but not the Puridoro. And you know, with a cigar, it's going to change throughout. It's going to change as you go through the cigar. So I'm curious to see where that spice uh, comes in. Uh, there are people who can. They're really good. They can totally match. Um, but but to, to your point, I have no doubt that as I get into the cigar, I'm going to see how it plays with the orange of, of, the, of the margarita, right? I, for example, can't drink scotch with a cigar. The, the, the scotch that I want to drink, I want to be able to engage the complexity of it. I want to be able to engage the, the bits of ashy and smoky of it. The cigar takes away from that, and I get more pleasure out of the cigar than I do the scotch, so I don't Ooh. do it. I don't do it. I find myself more and more to bourbon all the time, but really, just water. Well, that's what I was going to... Water gonna, or actually coffee. That's what I was going to ask you as someone who is a novice when it comes to... Me or you? Me. Yes, you I, are. I'm the novice. You're the aficionado a child. Here. Uh, you know how when, a little people, boy. when people go out to just have sprouting. a fine meal, uh, and they go to a restaurant, and they try to pair wine with yeah, a meal. Yeah, but those people might know what they're doing. Uh, do you, with, with cigars, are there oh, certain... can you? Can you, do you? Do you go ahead, if you think, okay, this is a bourbon night, what would a uh, cigar would pair well with a bourbon? Okay, or pair the, well with a beer or... I would make the argument that you absolutely can. And of course you can. But more, but more than the wine person, I think it really depends on, on uh, um, a tolerance level. So the wine can have uh, that hint of blackberry. Or that hint of fruit somewhere, or that, or that whatever the, the, the case may be, that actually goes with the ingredient in the meal, right? Mm-hmm. The cigar is not necessarily going to have that, but if you... Um, I, I don't smoke, for example, sun-grown uh, cigars often. Sun-grown cigars are spicier cigars. But if it's a humid day, a sun-grown is a perfect match for the temperature that's out there. I find that, you know, when you talk about early morning cigars, that breakfast cigar, you're looking for maybe a Connecticut shade wrapper, something a little lighter, but you don't want to necessarily give up on, on a flavor profile by, by any stretch. When more fall weather comes, I, I, by nature, much more to the Maduros, much more to the, I like a triple Maduro. I like an Oscuro. It's a dark, oily, ridiculous kind of, of, of wrapper. It is... It is just beyond dark, and I adore that stuff. But it does. So I don't know if I match it up to my drink as much as I match it up to the, 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 the time and place okay. that I'm in. Now, now there is actually a, a cigar from Mexico that may have paired well with Taco Bell. It's called the El Swishero Suido. Ah, uh, you can get uh, it at many of your fine that is gas stations. That is rarer than it's, the Puro de Oro. <laughs> I wonder is. if that would be voted America's favorite cigar, though. Ooh, I, would, I bet you it would be. I would put my head in an oven. <laughs> It wouldn't even take a second. I'm going to start a poll just so we can put your head in an oven. It's in, Swisher Sweet is America's favorite cigar, and I'm, and I'm like, done. You're done. I'm it would be a knockout oh, drag out between Swisher you know Sweet what? and Black and Mild with the wood tip. Let, let Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez have the country. It's over anyway. <laughs> it's, totally, it's totally gone. Oh, speaking of anti-Semites. Oh. Wait, um, what? So, so listen, you guys know that, that, that I'm Jewish. Uh, Fingers Malloy is not Jewish, but he got the circumcision just in case. Everybody um, needs a hobby. And, and then there's April D. Gregory. Um, if you ever asked yourself, hey, what's a shiksa? Look at a picture of April D. Gregory. That is, that is it from beginning to end. Are your eyes blue, April D. Gregory? Yes. Are, is, is your hair blonde, April D. Gregory? Yeah. Do you have cheekbones that go all the way up through your forehead? 
I have good cheekbones. Shiksa, beginning to end. And by the way, fantastic and lovely, and we work together, and I could not be happier, uh, um, although I probably could be happier. But the point is, <laughs> you, you and Fingers and a group of people were in Denver. Uh, Fingers Malloy runs a conference that he does in different parts of the country uh, once a year. Um, and basically, you know, when you go to a conference and you've got the meetings and then you've got the panels and then you got the this and that and then everybody goes out for a drink at, at the end and somebody gets too drunk and you end up with somebody's secretary in the corner or whatever it is. And then they're like, don't tell my husband. None of that happens. Um, uh, it, first of all, it totally happens. It, it just <laughs> um, so it, it, Fingers Malloy created a conference where it skips all of the panels and the meetings and just gets right to the drinking. Right? That's the whole conference. Exactly. And we, and we focus uh, the conference. Uh, the, the, the centerpiece of it is week one of the NFL season. And right. I know that's not a popular thing with some conservatives out there. People are still angry with ah. the NFL. But, yeah, exactly. Eh. Can't worry about that. Can't right. worry about that at all. So there you are in Denver. First of all, April, uh, full disclosure, were you high? I, yes. Full disclosure, so, I would never do anything illegal. It's not illegal in Denver. Okay. So April was high. And you're no, there, you're there in, uh, is, is this something you don't want your mother to know about? Okay, then, then she wasn't high, Mrs. Gregory. Uh, so there you are. And you had a moment, and, and I remember, I started this by saying, so I'm Jewish. You had a moment where you didn't know if you were an anti-Semite, and we now are engaging America's favorite game show. <laughs> I made myself are laugh. Ask the Jew. <laughs> if, we had the, if we had theme music, you know, maybe Fiddler on the Roof. All day long, I bitty bitty bum. And then someone's going to say, Tony, how stereotypical. I'm going to say, I didn't say dreidel. Well, you could tone you know? it down a little bit. We didn't bit. do the dreidel song. It could be uh, the Copacabana by, by uh, Barry Manilow. Manilow. Yeah. The ask, ask a joke. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Add, add that. Add that uh, to, put, fix it in post. All right. Um, so what was, your, what was happening? What happened, April D. Gregory, that, that, that you all of a sudden were questioning the Jewish people? Go. I, well, I wasn't questioning the Jewish people. I just was uh, counting and I was rhyming and I said, one, two, three, Taco Bell for you, Taco Bell for me. No, wait, Taco Bell for me, Taco Bell for you, and Taco Bell for the Jew. Who is the Jew? You. Me. This happened this morning. Oh, this happened this morning. Yes, but thank I you thought for this happened in Denver. No, we were doing a mic check. Oh, well, I just ruined half the you story. You just told everybody all about Denver. Right, okay, so anyway, but you were in Denver. So, so, so the question was, you said, one, two, three, Taco Bell for me, Taco Bell for you, Taco Bell for the Jew. Yes, is that and bad? Is that bad? Well, as a rhyme, it sucks. <laughs> it's um, a great rhyme for 10 a.m. Um, <laughs> as a rhyme, it's just terrible. Uh, no, no. Is there like something wrong with noticing that someone who's Jewish is Jewish? Our compadre over here seems to think so. A fingers Malloy? Yes. As you he know, says I can't fingers, say that to you. Fingers, David, Duke, Malloy? Yeah. As you know, I'm highly sensitive. Uh, and uh, I immediately was, woke. was the uh, word put is woke. off. I, yeah, woke. <laughs> Wokey, woke, woke, woke. Woke AF is what you want to be. Woke I was AF. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why? I refer to my friend over here as Tony. You refer to him as the Jew. Um, I, so I, I, I feel terrible to even be in the presence of, uh, of uh, April Farrakhan over here. We are all. <laughs> My congressman is Andre Carson, and we're buddies. No, so. you're not. No, Nobody not. would ever admit to no. such a thing, being buddies with Andre Carson. I touched him one time. Rubbed you, we accidentally rubbed shoulders, and I think his anti-Semitism maybe just rubbed off. You on rubbed me. shoulders with Andre Carson. It was, was a crowded w- room. Was that when you were? Uh, was that when you were leaving the hotel? When did it happen? They were busting rhymes together. That's not true. What <laughs> we were. That is not true. Well, listen, uh, Andre Carson's a terrible congressman. His friend's with Louis Farrakhan, and shame on him, and no one who is of a rational, decent mind should vote for the guy, right? So right. I'm, I'm, I'm totally there. This is, th- is, is this the same as um, uh, three black friends calling each other the N-word? No. No. Yeah, the answer is, of course it is, it and is? it's totally fine. Well, but 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 See, we aren't. Uh, but we aren't Jewish. It'd be one thing if if. But you're saying three black friends calling each other. Okay, all right. So can I call you Hey Whitey? Can I do that? Okay, I, can, uh, he's not white. Where right. are you? 
I'm Wait. a Pacific Islander. You are not. Everybody a knows that. Islander. Malloy, the last name. He's a Pacific Islander in the Elizabeth Warren sense of, of the word. All right. So okay. Right. So now we have to make it uh, uh, equate the things. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with what you said. I think people would be insane if they thought there was something wrong with what you said. How dare you? Because there would be a difference. And 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 as I'm going through it now, my my analogy doesn't hold true. There'd be difference between calling somebody black and calling somebody the N-word. Right. Those are they're totally different things. So there would be a difference between you calling me a Jew. I, guys, if you're offended by this, I'm sorry, mm. but I'll take all the heat. There would be a difference between calling me a Jew and calling me a kike. Right? And which there I would, would be, never do. There would be a difference no, in, in that. But the the argument would be, would I be offended or is it offensive? In the situation that you're in, the answer is, oh, hell no. And who would lose their mind over it? Well, so that brings up an interesting question. You, you reference the black, black bros calling each other the N-word. Is that okay? But it, would it be okay for another Jew to call you that K-word? What I have discovered is that it is not for me to be able to answer the question for someone who's black. It's, someone for, it's for them to answer the, the, the difference is, is that certainly kike is, is a derogatory slur. But I cannot give you the etymology, the etymology on that, as well as I could, for example, the N-word, which is solely existing to dehumanize the person that you are speaking about. Right. To make them subhuman, to make them less than, to lower. That's it. So if you want a society that gets rid of certain words as vestiges of an awful past, you stop using them altogether. And you explain why you stop using them altogether. If uh, three black guys are going to get together and they use it amongst themselves, I don't even question anymore whether or not I have an opinion on that because that's their problem, right, okay. not mine. But I will tell you this. The, I have been around groups of Jews my whole life. No one has ever called each other kike. Ever, ever, ever. A group of Jews gets together. The question is, where are we going for lunch? Right? That's it. <laughs> there, there, nothing else happened. Nothing else comes up. It has never happened, and no Jewish person has ever had it happen, where someone says this. Where someone uh, says, uh, hey, what up, my hook nose? Never happened. Never happened ever. N n um, I, I have been called my Hebrew before. Right? <laughs> that's, that's maybe the extent of, of the whole thing. I just have never, I grew up in a community uh, where there just weren't a lot of Jewish people. And uh, I think there were two Jewish kids in And my you grew up in class. Brooklyn? Saginaw, Michigan. I grew up in Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, birthplace of Stevie Wonder. Actually, uh, uh, home, home of the 13th tribe. <laughs> is, uh... But I, uh, so the anti-Semitism thing, I've never really seen it in, in the community I grew up in. Do, oh, do you, no, do, you whoa, encou do you encounter that oh, in the Midwest? Oh, holy crap, dude. Is it bad? Oh, no, no, it's not, not in the Midwest my whole life. But it, we're, we're not talking. April saying one for me, one for you, one for the Jew is not anti-Semitism. Anybody who says it is is too daft and ignorant for words, and I want them to come to me so I can, with the back of my hand, beat them until they wet themselves. I want them in a puddle on the floor in their own piss and blood. That's how <laughs> dumb and daft and ignorant that, that, that they are. That's not, no, 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 no. Uh, I can tell you I grew up in Jersey where there are what we call in the business Jews. I had pennies thrown at me. Oh, my gosh. I, I was a, going into my senior year of high school, and I was on a trip uh, with a youth group to Israel. I was there for six weeks. Awesome. Fantastic. USY, what's up? Uh, and came home uh, to learn that someone had chemically burned swastikas into our lawn. Wow. In Middletown, New Jersey. Did I think for a second the world was, was any more or less anti-Semitic? No. I thought that there were a bunch of schmucks out there. Uh, here in Indianapolis, uh, there's a synagogue that someone uh, drew iron crosses and a Nazi flag on. That's anti-Semitism. Of course it is. No, no question about it. So I've seen it in, on both coasts. I've lived both coasts. I've seen it here. And it, worldwide, it is on the rise. And it's, it's really, it should be frightening to a lot of people because it, it affects more than just Jews. It really does. Like, do you know what the BDS movement is? Boycott, divestment, sanction? No. Uh, so boycott, divestment, sanction is put together by anti-Israel people on college campuses and other places, they want the college to stop utilizing Israeli products, uh, divest out of uh, investment in Israel, 
and sanction uh, anything Israeli being on campus. Isn't Soda Streams about? Yes, okay. like that was part of it and everything yeah. else. Well, b- people take a look at BDS, and they've you know discussed this in states. Indiana is a state. Tennessee, um, they have uh, on the books that they will not engage with BDS. Right, so fantastic and awesome. Because BDS is about anti-Semitism. It's not about Israeli policy. You can disagree with policies of Israel, right, and still be okay with Israel's existence. They're not okay with Israel's existence. They're not okay with the existence of Jews. That's who they are. And they've got, like, the weirdest names, like uh, Students for Justice in Palestine. That's, that's an anti-Semitic group. Uh, something J Street. J Street, um, they, claim to be in fa- they claim to be a Jewish group in favor of, of Israel. Uh, that's not the case in, in the slightest at, at all. And I, I'll, oh, I'll debate anybody on this subject uh, at, at any time. But the real story is that when they say these groups are anti-Semitic, it's true. But the Jews aren't the ones they're targeting. When they're on college campuses and they've got their booths, they're talking about BDS, they're not targeting Jews. They're targeting Christians. And I am having the toughest time getting people to start seeing this for what it is. The objective of these groups is to get kids on campus to come up with a Pavlovian visceral visceral response to when they hear the word Jew or Israel. To have a negative or, oh, they don't do that. Oh, how they treat people. Oh, like like that. It's an immediate kind of of gut check. So they, they, they work to ostracize the Jewish kids, to isolate the Jewish kids. And the way to do that is to go after the Christian kids and try and poison them. So the idea that it's just Jews that have to pay attention to this when we talk about anti-Semitism has always been the craziest thing in the world. It's these Christian parents. And by the way, non-denominational parents, all of them, they're the ones who've got to be paying attention because their kids are under assault. The Jewish kid might know he's under assault or she's under assault. The Christian kid has no clue because it's never been brought up. It's not that they're daft or dumb or ignorant or anything like that. It's just never been brought up. You know, so uh, no, uh, April Gregory is not uh, an anti-Semite. Rabid? She is terrible. Not a rabid anti-Semite? No. Why do we always say rabid anti-Semite? Why do we well, always put rabid in I front mean, of anti-Semite? Because it, it makes for better press. Well, we're huh? usually talking about Farrakhan when we're saying it, so. <laughs> now, Farrakhan is a rabid anti-Semite. Any, anybody who supports, likes, talks about, enjoys, goes to hear him speak, anything, those people are sick. Those people are sick. Uh, Louis Farrakhan attends Aretha Franklin's funeral. To hell with Aretha Franklin. Queen of Soul, not anymore. Nope, title's gone. Yeah, I mean, Too if bad. she was friends with him, then, you know. This is not, that, this that is not tells an acceptable me a, an, what I need to know about her. And by the way, Jesse Jackson's an anti-Semite. Al Sharpton's an anti-Semite. I don't give a damn what people think of them as civil rights leaders. Screw that. You notice I don't call them reverend because they're not men of God. They're worthless, two-bit, race-hustling hacks. Screw them. Screw them. And they're anti-Semites. You want us to sit there and support an anti-Semite? Fine. Linda Sarsour, Women's March, anti-Semite, anti-Semite. And there, and there are Jewish women who are all parts of the Women's March and think it's great. Oh, don't. I, you know what? I think, I've, I think I've said too much. That's a whole nother day. That's a whole nother. Why do Jews topic. vote for these people? You want to talk? That, my, my head through the wall. Run it, my head through the wall. It's the same reason why Taco Bell is America's favorite Mexican no, restaurant. No, 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 no. No, um, uh, Jews voting for, for um, uh, or, or supporting uh, progressives makes no sense in this regard because you could support Taco Bell in the sense that it's actually food. But you can't support progressives if you're Jewish in the sense that they want you gone. And if you take a look at, 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 the, at the deep, deep things about who these progressives are and the progressives' leaders are, Sarsour and Farrakhan and, um, uh, and uh, I meant uh, Sharpton and, and Jesse Jackson, good Lord. And you say to me, well, uh, you know, progressive party, Bernie Sanders, let's start asking Bernie Sanders what he thinks of, of Israel. You want to get into the self-hating Jew conversation? Yeah. Dear Lord, that might be where you start. You know, and, and someone could say to me, no, Tony, here he is on Israel and this, that, and the other. Well, his policies don't push it, and his party doesn't push it, and anybody who's aligned with that movement, the same group of people that don't, want, that don't believe Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, they don't believe that Israel has a right to exist at all, if Bernie wants to somehow try and parse that line, he can, um, but he's going to do it, it's going to be awful, because he can't actually do it. All right, we'll get to more stuff, hold on. Drink smoke. Hey, Tony Katz. 
April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy. Um, I, I wanted to hit the Jim Carrey story, but I wanted to let uh, everybody know that everything's going great with the podcast. Could not be happier with how things are building and, and growing. And there will be a place where you have the ability to donate. You like the podcast, you could throw a couple of bucks, or as Eric Trump would say, shekels. By the way, that also not anti-Semitic. When Eric Trump was on Fox News and said that uh, Bob Woodward wrote the book to, to make a couple shekels, you're right, make two, three shekels, and people are like, oh, that's so anti-Semitic. My mother had texted me. It was like, what did you think of that? I'm like, I, I missed it. What was it? I went and I, go, I read it. I'm like, based on what I read, it doesn't seem like there was any intent to that. It seems like an expression. And she goes, your dad and I laughed out loud, and we said, that is so New York, I don't even know what to say. So that was it. So no, not anti-Semitic. Just your parents conservative? My, my parents? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, not, neither here nor there. My parents are, are, are conservative, but they really, really hate nonsense. So I think that's it. So there will be a place uh, for you uh, to, to donate. There's, there are sponsorship opportunities all uh, about this, whether you want us to come to your place and, and do an episode or, or you want to just you know, sponsor and be a part of it and have us. Uh, we, we, do, we do the ads live. We're like Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. Um, which, by the way, I can totally understand how, how he was feeling at that moment. I thought that was great. Uh, so that's what's going on. Uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke, Facebook, by the way. Go Eat, Drink, Smoke on Twitter. And you can find everything at TonyKatz.com, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. Now Jim Carrey, who I am convinced needs help. Jim Carrey is crying out for help. He has taken this idea that he's a comic genius. And he's this world-class uh, actor and comic actor into the idea of I'm special and I'm important. It happens to everybody of the celebrity set or, or, or elected officials. They start to believe their own nonsense. They start to believe they're the elite. They start to believe uh, they're, they're special. He was on Bill Maher's show, real time, with Bill Maher. And um, he said, and I'm quoting, we have to say yes to socialism, to the word and everything. And everything. What the bloody hell is he thinking? Because there's an article um, where a, a columnist named uh, Loriano Marquez, he's in Venezuela, uh, is like, Jim, you're out of your skull. Socialism has destroyed this country. Nicolas Maduro is a thug, ruined everything. People are, you know people are eating donkeys, right? Donkeys and pigeons, it's insane. And he goes, dear Jim, I admire you a lot. But sometimes it seems that the inability of Hollywood stars to understand politics is directly proportional to their talent. That's an awesome that line. Is a great right. Absolutely awesome line. Socialism is, is, is so freaking evil. And just so, just so everybody's clear, if you talk to me about Nordic socialism, uh, you have to learn that that's not socialism. Their welfare state concepts are premised on capitalism, they were capitalist nations, and the welfare state is not making them happier. They love the idea that government handles things, but they don't love the idea of the insanity of the total taxation. There isn't a happiness quotient there that's through the roof. It's actually going down precipitously. There are articles about the massive glass ceiling for women uh, in, in, in those countries, and it's starting to fail. There's whole conversations about how they keep their culture because they become this, this homogenized nonsense. And it's uh, being they, fueled on fossil fuel on top of oh it. Oh, my goodness gracious. Evil, disgusting oil. What's worse, coal? Coal? You know who liked coal? Hitler. <laughs> but Jim Carrey proves two things. And he, he did, same Jim Carrey who draws the paintings of Trump like being assassinated and... Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you haven't seen the paintings? No, I thought that was just Kathy Griffin. Oh, no, 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 no. Kathy Griffin um, does, uh, you know, here, here he is de decapitated. Um, and then she says, how, how come everyone doesn't like me? I'm so great. You should, you should all uh, like me. Here, here are some of Jim Carrey's uh, paintings right, right there. Oh, there's a bunch. Yeah. Wow. Jim Carrey is not okay. Oh, He's and is that okay. Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Yes, that's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, well, Isn't that Jesus. great? There's Jesus, too. Right. Um, wow. Is that Jesus taking a whiz on Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Uh, basically, yes. Uh, I, didn't know if, wow. I, didn't know, I didn't know what, what his new Talk milieu was. Talk about attacking was. women and then throwing uh, her like Yeah, that. he's not a decent guy. That's the crazy part, and right? you can see the numbers underneath the paint, too. Oh, yeah. So the issue... <laughs> oh, and Marco Rubio. The issue is that guys like Jim Carrey think they're good and decent. They think they're decent people. 
They're not decent people. You can't be in favor of socialism and be decent. You can't. You, God, it's not that we're going to disagree about policy. We can talk about different policies. Socialism? You can't be happy. History has spoken. What's wrong with everybody? What do you think happens to entertainers? This breaks my heart because I was a huge Drew Carey, or Drew Carey, Jim Carey fan. Drew Carey fan, too. Yeah, but Jim he's Carey. A yeah, but Drew. Jim, to me, went off the rails when he did the Andy Kaufman movie. And when he was walking around actually channeling Andy Kaufman's right. spirit. And then after that, everything just started to get crazy. But what is it about entertainers, do you think, that makes them turn this far left to embrace socialism? Because there isn't, uh, he started as a stand up comic. There isn't a more self reliant profession. Yeah. <laughs> self, uh, yeah, stand up comedy is the last bastion of capitalism. Absolutely. No question about it. You put yourself out there and you immediately know whether you succeeded or failed. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld calls it uh, true democracy. You know, right there, you get the vote based on the laugh and the applause, right there on stage. You you make money uh, on your own through the club, and you succeed or fail and, on your own talent. And by the way, Jerry has been fantastic as of late in these conversations of political correctness, and and the, he's like he, him and Chris Rock both don't do college campuses anymore. Right. Damn straight you don't do a college campus. College campus is insane. Insane. They don't want to laugh. They don't want to think any, that anything's funny. They want to, they want to, you know, they want to destroy you well, in it, every way. But you, you talk about socialism, and I'm going to relay a story to you uh, about a friend of mine. About your own socialist dreams? Uh, well, again, I, I didn't want to get into what I did in college. But I have a friend that went away. Uh, she, she went to Penn State. Oh. And she spent one, one or two semesters uh, in Venezuela, uh, about three years into Hugo Chavez. I like saying Hugo Chavez like that. Right. Uh, He's and, dead. Uh, yes. I'm uh, okay with that. But uh, it was so bad down there, even back then. She was in a major city in Venezuela. Uh, their sewer systems could not handle toilet paper. They had a wastebasket on the side of the toilet where you threw your toilet paper when you were done using the bathroom because you couldn't flush it. This is the kind of paradise that, right. that, that, that they're embracing. It's that cool. is the dream. That, that is the dream. Well, people, and, and, you say know. That, people say that Venezuela is not true socialism. But these people are liars. Their entire life, they'll tell you the problem with socialism is that it hasn't been done properly. It hasn't been done properly, and we're going to do it properly. There is no proper. The greatest line Trump ever had in his whole life, he's at the U.N. Trump is at the U.N., and he's giving this speech, and he said, the problem isn't that socialism was implemented improperly in Venezuela. The problem is, is that it's been impl implemented faithfully. And the crowd <laughs> kind of chuckles like that and then starts applauding. It was the most unbelievable delayed reaction ever. It's like, that's the story. That's, of course, the story. So everyone who says socialism it hasn't been done properly, they're liars. This whole thing about democratic socialism, I mean... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a liar, and Bernie Sanders is a liar. They're liars. There's no such thing as democratic socialism. There's no such thing. It, they made it up. Well, that's how they soften it, to get you to turn over to the idea, and then yeah, Well, explodes. yeah, they're, but they're liars. You know, it's, it's like the guy who says that, that he drives a Ferrari, and then when you get out to his car, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a Buick. You know, not one of the cool ones. And, and they, oh, yeah, it's in, it's in the shop. It's Nothing in the, wrong it's in, with it's the in Buick. The shop. You know, I'm only in town for a short while. Here, let's go back up to my place. I'm 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 staying at my mom's. You know, in the basement. Uh, it looks like I've lived there my whole life, but I haven't. Limousine you know, socialists are the worst. Yes, and not even limousine even liberals. Limousine <laughs> socialists. Limousine socialists are the worst. And you know the, the the kind of coin he was bringing in per picture at one point was staggering. Give it all away, and maybe he has. For all I know, he, he's been married, hasn't he, and divorced. Maybe oh, he has given wait, wait, he had the whole thing with the girlfriend who was killed. Like, yeah. And then that some people thought it was like, oh, she killed herself. No, she killed herself. She killed herself. But and people blamed him, and I always thought that was insane. His, her mom and her estranged husband, because she was still technically married, believed that he provided the drugs for her to do that. Yeah. Oh, I'm not buying in. That's, go, that's go their... Go charge the man with a crime. I, would, I wouldn't give that a second's... Thought no how no, but how. that could mess your brain up if, if you got a bunch of people blaming you for well, uh, someone but, who but you cared for their suicide. Yeah, but your question was what happens to these Hollywood people? Right, they believe that they they're kinder. They believe that they're more caring. They truly believe it, and they're in Hollywood after all. And 
they want to be accepted. And so well, much of it is If is, they would is just a, share their money with California even, you don't right? just share your money with the whole rest of the country. Just share your money with California because they need your money. So if yeah. you're looking to redistribute and share, do that there. They, no, 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 no. It's only good if you redistribute your money. It's only good if you share. See, if they do it, what's the point? You know, it's like this uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, Amazon. Bezos? Bezos? I, I don't care. I don't care. When you've got $164 billion, you better accept how I say your last name because it shouldn't bother you. <laughs> and he's doing this thing for the homeless. He's giving $2 billion to the homeless. And uh, compared to the average American, it's um, $1,184. Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> something, something like that. Like, it's, it's really and truly nothing. Now, it's not nothing. It's $2 billion. Good on him. And it's his money. He can do anything he wants. I didn't create Amazon. That's the way it goes. Um, but... Certainly, you could argue he could give away $60 billion and it wouldn't affect him. It wouldn't touch him. It would be nothing to think about there. Um, but I don't, I don't expect that of people. I'm only disgusted when they expect that of me. That's the problem. And, and one of the many reasons why socialism is evil, because eventually they have to take all your money to make their dreams come true. Right. And, the, and when they say it's, it hasn't been done right, what they're saying is you have to give more money. You have to do more of this. You have to give more of that. And they screw, want to be the ones in power, them. so they have to keep their money for them to still be the ones in power. And what's almost as objectionable as his opinion on socialism is that he wants to have a, a in living color reunion. Wait, and, does he really? Yes. Was he on that? Yeah, yeah. He oh. was the, the fireman guy. Yeah, who wants to see sixty-eight-year-old fire marshal Bill? I, I, he no, wants to do an in living color reunion. Yeah, huh. I'm okay with that. Yeah, have him do it in Venezuela. Oh wow! Damn. <laughs> Damn, son. that's Fingers Malloy, by the way. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, Fingers Malloy. Fingers Malloy Radio on the Facebooks? Yes. Is that, I is that updated I twice a year. Oh, you should check it out. Nice. Nice. April D. Gregory is where you find her on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tony Katz, K-A-T-Z, Tony Katz Radio on Facebook. The podcast, Eat, Drink, Smoke, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. And, of course, go Eat, Drink, Smoke on Twitter. Everything is at Tony Katz, K-A-T-Z, Tony Katz. Uh, dot com. Uh, glad you're with us tomorrow, everyone. Next time.